Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 318. In this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be discussing the second season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, the sixth season finale of The Walking Dead, and recent episodes of Better Call Saul, The Flash, and Winona Earp. That's quite the eclectic group of shows there we have this week. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 318. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. I'm Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. And today we have joining us... Carl Brand, listener. Listener, listener. Listener Carl Brand coming on as our first listener during Listener Month to come on and talk some TV. We'll be doing this for the next couple of weeks. We've got a couple more listeners that are going to come on to fill out the episodes for April. And it was a lot of fun last year. So hopefully it will be again. Pressure's on, Carl. <laughs> You're setting the I'm bar ready. for the rest of them. <laughs> setting a low bar. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. It's uh, Carl, long-time listener, second-time caller. <laughs> Do I have to join a union or something now that this is my second podcast? <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll jump into the news, which has blossomed into quite a bit of things that have been announced over the last week. First up, BBC One uh, has announced that the third season of The Musketeers will be its last so it will be canceled after three seasons. I have nothing to say about that. I I own the first two seasons on Blu-ray. I keep saying I'm going to catch up, but I still haven't caught up. I actually thought it was over after two seasons. I didn't even realize there was a third one coming. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I I think I watched. I think I watched the first season, and then didn't watch the the second season. So, uh, but I in the same boat. There you go. I had no idea that it was even coming back for a third season. Uh, next up in nothing is ever dead news. <laughs> TV, uh, the CW has revived Mad TV for eight primetime episodes. Basically, they're going to be doing Mad TV episodes like they used to do in Late Night on Fox. It'll have a new cast, but they'll be bringing back previous cast members as hosts so they'll be mixing in hosts you may have seen on the uh, the previous versions of the show uh, apparently the mad tv 20th anniversary uh, special they did did pretty well and they went hey <laughs> let's make some more of these i never watched mad tv that much when it was on yeah, I don't think I ever really watched it. But uh, uh, the people that did, I'm sure the, their favorite characters will be coming back <laughs> via the hosts. Yeah. So. I did in the beginning, like the the first few seasons, but I kind of fell off uh, for that one, too. Because it was just, it was, I mean, it was still sketch comedy and stuff like that. But it to me at the time, it was more consistently funny than SNL. But I've long since stopped watching any of the late night stuff, pretty much. Is that where Key and Peele got their start? Seems like. I can't remember. I know that uh, that uh, one of them was on there. I can't remember if both of them were on were on Mad TV. I'm pretty sure. I I mean, I know uh, Keegan Michael Key was was on it. I can't remember mm-hmm. if, if Jordan Peele was. 
It looks like he was. Yep. Yeah, I was popping up IMDb, but I was <laughs> very slow. <laughs> yeah, they both were, along with a bunch of other people you recognize from everything else. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, that could be cool. To, as uh, It'll be interesting to see when they when they air them and are they going to do like eight weeks straight or is it going to be like eight episodes that they do every so, you know, an episode here every so often over the course of a TV season or I don't know, but there'll at least uh, be eight episodes coming. So next up Esquire network has renewed spotless for a second season. This is one of those that's weird in that isn't spotless like a British show, (laughs) but I, I guess it's partially done by Esquire that's the, that was the crime scene cleanup one yeah, or something the, like that. The crime scene cleaners. I never end up watching it. It sounded interesting, but I never got around to actually checking it out. Yeah, I watched the first few. It was pretty good, but it sort of fell off uh, the radar as it was something new to watch on a Saturday night. That <laughs> was uh, that was nice, but mostly it just ended up watching other stuff. If I was watching TV on Saturday, uh, catching up on stuff, but. Uh, next up, Fox has renewed Lucifer and Rosewood for second seasons, which I could totally see based on ratings. And you have a whole other year to complain about people. <laughs> I still don't understand <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> I still don't understand the fascination with Lucifer. It, I don't get it, uh, especially from uh, the female crowd that seem to be just falling all over themselves because he's so good looking and has the British accent. And I'm like, but he's basically the devil well he's the devil but he's basically just (laughs) making people do whatever he wants and since some of the things that he's making them do not cool (laughs) to force somebody to do uh makes me makes me weird that people seem to be uh liking the show so much so uh but uh i've railed on lucifer enough before (laughs) don't need to uh, uh continue on with that Maybe he will turn good in the second season. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing is, can she tame the devil? Uh, <laughs> I've never watched, so. I'm enjoying it. So I'm ha- Rosewood, I always forget, is even a show <laughs> until I see news like this. It's the one, one of the few shows I never actually watched any episodes of. Normally, I at least watch the pilot, but that one I didn't even bother. That's a medical drama, right? Rosewood? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the it's it's the uh, cop, not a cop. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's like a a, a freelance medical examiner, mm. pathologist. So, but then ends up helping the the Miami Police Department with the you know the really tough cases. Next up, uh, Freeform announced that they're doing a reunion movie for Greek, which sort of came out of nowhere when Freeform did their upfronts. Uh, it was like buried last, at the bottom of their upfront <laughs> last announcement. Week. But also, if you were going to do, like, bring anything back for a reunion movie, something that was college-based, like, you know, something where you would have, a, you might actually have, like, a college reunion or, you know, a high school reunion. And so it's actually going to be built on, like, five years later or something like that. They all come back for a reunion so that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I don't have a lot to say on much of these news items. I've never seen most of them. <laughs> uh, ITV has renewed Grantchester, 
uh, and Thunderbirds are go for third seasons. So, uh, as Kyle noted, that means that they'll likely show up on PBS and Amazon, respectively, uh, when those third seasons appear over here. Well, the first season, well, the first half season of Thunderbirds are go. It doesn't even premiere till this Friday on Amazon, so they've got a long ways to go. At, at some point, they will show up. At, uh... But it's animation; it takes a while to produce. So, is that an animation for adults or for kids? Or okay, so the original, like Thunderbirds are go, there was like a puppet series, like in the '60s. Like the press release I received says that the cartoon is geared towards six to ten year olds, but I watched the trailer and I thought it looked awesome. And so, I, so I I beg to differ on that age range. Like I think a lot of older people, like people that like the puppet series as kids, are going to check out the new show, uh, and um, other people like of any age are probably going to watch that. They asked me to do a review, so I'll have something up sometime at the end of the week on what my what I thought of at least the the one hour premiere that that airs this Friday but I think it looks like it'll 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 a lot of people like it not just six to ten year olds that's right that's right Kyle Nolan watching kids shows and Better Call Saul all in the same week (laughs) I have an eight-year-old son and I always appreciate something good that I can watch with him We've watched regular show over and over and over and over and over. So maybe we'll check this out. <laughs> yeah, get Amazon Prime. I think the one hour premiere airs this week and then the rest of the 13 episodes of the first half of the first season drop next week. Cool. All right. So next up, NBC has renewed Grimm for a sixth season. I'm happy about Yay. that. I like that show. <laughs> yep. It's still it's still really good. So, yeah. They continue to, you know, expand things out and change things up and even call back to old things uh, and, you know, bring those things back into the fold. And uh, and it's, you know, continues to be an entertaining show from week to week. So we'd be glad to have that one back. I think if I was a showrunner, I would want my show on NBC because they seem to just last long along. <laughs> they don't have to have great ratings. It's been a case for, for a while, although... Respectively, Grimm does really well on Friday nights for them. I mean, mm. yep. So, you know, might as well continue to bring it back and have something, you know, that continues to do well on on a Friday. So, uh, next up, uh, Nickelodeon has renewed School of Rock for a second season. That's more for the uh, tween audience. Uh, but are you watching Kyle? <laughs> I only watched the I only watched the pilot. I haven't been back to it. So, uh, but it was you fine for Kyle. <laughs> it was fine, but I already have way too many shows. I don't need to watch School of Rock. <laughs> but uh, and next, uh, CISO has renewed bajillion dollar properties for a second season. So apparently, well, it probably doesn't cost anywhere close to a bajillion dollars to make. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Apparently, they must have got a decent response to when the first season premiered. So, okay, what is what is CISO? I've never heard of that. CISO is NBC's comedy online subscription uh, service. Uh, oh my it's, goodness! It's got uh, it's like two ninety five or three ninety five a month or something, and it's got a bunch of you know back catalog of of NBC sitcoms and stuff like that, but they've also started producing in addition to like comedy specials and stuff like that. 
actual uh, scripted TV shows uh, and bajillion dollar properties is a scripted TV show that makes fun of all the like shows like Property Brothers and all those shows you see on like HGTV or or whatnot. Bravo. Yeah, Bravo with the uh, million dollar properties. Yeah, million dollar properties. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> this is so much better. They, though. they went they went much bigger here. <laughs> I was feeling really out of touch because not only did I not recognize the shows, I didn't recognize half the places the shows were on. I guess they what did it start up uh, last fall or something when it actually went live. Uh, but they've been starting to advertise more of their uh, scripted stuff. And this is just a, you know, a spoof on those type of shows. And uh, if you happen to be a CISO subscriber and like the first season, you're going to get another one. Uh, Showtime has now officially announced that uh, the f- upcoming fifth season of episodes will be its last. At least they're just starting to film it now so they know it, <laughs> so they can, <laughs> so they can like, give it an ending. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the show. I'm, I'm excited to see more episodes, but <laughs> episodes of episodes. And uh, so, yeah, I'm happy that it's at least coming back, but sad that it'll be the last of it. Yeah, I really like that show. I, I think they do a really good job. Uh, the, but the funny thing I saw today, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, uh, but they said, uh, and coming soon will be the announcement that in this world of like so much TV that the uh, the meta show Pucks will actually get announced as an actual show. <laughs> uh, coming to some service near you. So did that show stay good? I watched the first two seasons and really liked it, but I didn't keep up with it. Yeah, I, I really liked the the third and the fourth as well. Like I thought, it's it's done a good job. Yeah, I think they've continued to to do a good job. Of it. I tend to I tend to like any any of these shows that have some sort of you know they're they're sort of spoofing Hollywood or how TV shows are made or. Or all that kind of stuff, you know, like the grinders doing right now. But I also wonder sometimes, like, do you actually need to be like a big TV, fan, like a huge TV fan, or something to be able to like find shows like references. that in that in that world? <laughs> you know, if you if you're not really paying attention to how things are made or how things get made, or or mm-hmm. have any interest in the behind the scenes stuff of shows, then setting a show behind the scenes of anything does that really? have any interest for people i don't know but uh, i've always enjoyed episodes so glad it's you know got another season and uh and then as you said kyle glad that they know uh, going in so that they not that they it's a show that they necessarily leave with like big cliffhangers or anything but <laughs> but yeah that's uh that that's coming uh here pretty soon so uh, and then lastly uh, TBS has renewed the detour for a second season. So apparently they've liked the online buzz and the episode that premiered after the final four games. Oh, they already air it once. Well, they, yeah, they aired the pilot at the end of the, the final four games. I guess that would have been two Saturdays ago. Uh, and then it airs again tonight as we're recording this, along with the second episode uh, of the show. But uh, I quite liked it. So, oh, I think it's I, great. I, I watched the first two. Yeah, I, thought, I think it's great. I thought it was really funny, and I, 
I look forward to watching more of it. I'm glad to hear that it's going to be back for a second season. The kids on it are absolutely hilarious, and I would not recommend watching this with your eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to. I wasn't them, planning on it. You don't want to get. Yeah, you don't want these kids giving them any ideas because, <laughs> in some respects, they're kind of terrible. <laughs> All right, so that's that's the news. There's a bunch of it uh, after a little less the last couple of weeks, but. A bunch of stuff, mostly uh, renewals or or things coming back from the dead or, or reunion movies, all kinds of stuff in the news this last week. So, But with that, we'll move on to the primetime segment where we're actually going to uh, jump back in time a little bit for the first couple of things we're going to talk about. The first being The Flash, Season 2, Episode 17, Flashback, where... Barry goes back in time to try and get some info to help him get faster in the future. Things don't go quite as smoothly as he thinks that they should be able to go. <laughs> but after his little jaunt to Earth 2, I was like, uh, Barry, you seem to be a little overconfident on your ability to go into a, a situation and not have somebody figure it out. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, we'll start with you, Carl, what did uh, what did you think of of Barry going back in time to something that we had seen before? You know, basically dropping back into an episode from season one. Yeah, I liked it a lot. This is one I have a an older daughter who's um, fifteen, and this is the one we watch together every week. And uh, this one really had kind of a Back to the Future vibe, almost with Barry seeing himself. And but I almost wonder if they have too many things going on. You know, he can travel back in time. He can travel to different Earths. There's everybody seems to be a superhero. <laughs> and sometimes I think that can make for, you know, too easy for the writers almost. You know, they can explode everything and then, oh, it's okay. We'll just go to a different Earth and everything will be all right. But <clears throat> um, that's kind of comic booky though. So I usually take that with a grain of salt <laughs> and don't get too upset. But sometimes it's hard to follow, you know, are we on Earth 2, or is it, who's, is, um, is that Neil Barthon, is it, is it his mentor, it's, you almost have to have a playbook to know what's going on with all the different characters. But that's one I really liked and continue to like. Yeah, the, the, the show, yeah, the show's enjoyable, it's a fun watch, I look forward to each episode, but I also agree on the time travel thing, and all this stuff is that while it does make for fun things like he ends up on another earth and uh, gets to hang out with Supergirl for you know for an episode and then comes back mm -hmm. uh, type of thing it also they've shown that you know there's problems when you go back in time and some things changed uh from when he you know when he left to when he came back most notably being the the one guy that they had, you know, the, yeah, it was now just like, oh, hey, Barry, how's it, how's it going? <laughs> just part of the game now. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so that changed things based on, uh, you know, things that went down and how they uh, they had to, to fix things. Uh, but 
is is that like the only thing that changed? Like that's just the that's the one minor change from the little bit. Uh, everything else seems to apparently uh, have uh, continued on uh, roughly the same. But what do you think, Kyle? I find it hard to believe that Thon would everything with Thon would have just happened to stay the same after he knew this stuff happened. Like he would have done, like, oh, okay, everything worked out fine. I believe you, Barry. Like, all, why all of a sudden is he going to believe all of this? Um, this story that he told him, like, you would think it would affect him somehow. Although I did like when the other Barry showed up and he started to talk. He's like, okay, you said enough and stop. Like, I'm thinking the same thing. You're like, stop talking. You're going to do something. Anytime you open your mouth, you're just making things worse and stuff's going to happen. So, but yeah, I, I thought I, like, like you said, it, it reminded me a lot of like Back to Future Part 2 where he like sees himself, like he has to go back and relive the same events as before, but, uh, and even down to like knocking himself out and hiding himself so that he can take over himself. So yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun in that, but these kind of things always bug me like, oh, what's he going to affect when he goes back and starts changing things? But uh, like the the whole Earth 2 or 3, that doesn't bother me at all because it's a whole completely different universe. It's the time travel one that you are going to affect something here, like if you start doing stuff in the past. But yeah, yeah I still this is still my favorite out of all of these DC shows. I like the light, fun atmosphere of it all. Yeah, well, that's been sort of my problem with the idea of like Legends of Tomorrow and the whole time travel, you know, thing that. Yeah, ultimately, they're trying to stop something in the future. So from where we are now, it's not a big deal. But they're going back in the past, and they've already caused enough. You know, at times, they've caused more problems than they've solved uh, by going back in time. Uh, but apparently, nothing too big, because that's the thing for me, is when you do these time travel things, especially when you have this multi-show universe, is that... I start thinking about like if you do something and something changes, like how how does that change what happened what happens on Arrow or you know what happens on these other things and uh, and so I'm I'm not a huge fan of of the time travel in in that respect because it does give you that well I could just go back and fix that. You know, and maybe there's some other type of consequences. But how many times does he have to go back? <laughs> and he caused he caused the he caused the you know the breach and stuff like that by trying to go back and save his mom. Uh, and you would think that that would be enough to be like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but then you know he went back and saved the team on the you know the Arrow Flash crossover when they were fighting Vandal Savage. So. That was probably a, a good idea. Otherwise, there would be nothing else for us to watch. <laughs> it would all be over. Uh, so, I don't know. It just... It was fun watching him go back in time. It was fun watching him you know, try and insert himself into... But they also... all the, Every time they do these things, they, also, they always have to do it where it's just a minor change. Like, nothing big... Uh, too big happens. But... But in this type of case, there's stuff like Barry finds out he can time travel before he found out he could time travel type of thing. Yes. You know? so, <laughs> and I always wonder, like, how does that 
how does that affect now? Because like he goes back to where he left, and now does he get the memories of the new of of how that would have affected the old Barry, or like we just back, but now it's affected everybody else, and he can see the changes because he knows both uh, both versions. I don't know. It it's stuff that just you start thinking about it too much. It makes your brain hurt, and I don't want you know. This is a fun comic booky show. I don't want to think too much uh, about it, but I don't know. I I guess if they leave it to you know every you know maybe once a season or something like that, or then then maybe. But I I'd be more for like not like for this being like Barry going man that didn't. Ultimately, I made it back safe, and I got what I needed. But man, I I came really close to screwing some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave the time travel for the legends. And uh... I wonder if they even try to keep track in the writers' room, or if they just say, "Oh, screw it, we're just going to do whatever we want to this episode." <laughs> that would be so hard to keep track of. It seems like. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the thing is trying to keep track of all these different things. And, you know, like on Legends, they've done basically they've done certain things where people have run into, you know, family members or uh, younger versions of themselves. But, you know, like Snart tries to do something, but basically creates the same thing that happened previously. It just happens like a couple days sooner or something, you know. Uh, you know, where his dad gets, ends up getting arrested and, and whatnot. But so ultimately like everything still goes the same direction, nothing changes. So that's, that's the type of stuff they've done is they've, is they've started to play with something, but then made something else happen because of that, that basically writes it back to the same place. Uh, or in the case of going after Vandal Savage, when they screwed up or done something, only Vandal Savage is really, knows about it and he's not letting necessarily other people he might have people studying you know their technologies and stuff like that that he's gotten a hold of way before anybody should have gotten a hold of these types of things Uh, but he's not necessarily proliferating them much earlier and they're able to come back and sort of stop him later from fixing their problem from before and so ultimately it doesn't change main timeline things and so that's also almost like a little frustrating in respect to with the time travel stuff is that is that they don't end up changing anything. But then ultimately, if you do, it has such huge repercussions for multiple shows that, you know, that now you could I mean, it doesn't look like they'll ever do this, but there's a possibility that you could go back and do something so big that it changes things in the future that seasons of shows that you've watched <laughs> have now not taken place. Everyone will wake up in the shower and walk <laughs> out. And... <laughs> which, which in some respects, some people might be happy about the last couple of seasons of Arrow, if that were true, uh, you know, but, you know, but it's stuff like that, that I just go, man, you, you don't want to uh, tweak something too weird where uh, it messes up a whole bunch of stuff. But, uh, I don't know. Overall, I guess we're still enjoying the Flash. Uh, looking forward to when it comes back again, and we finally find out more about the Zoom stuff and how exactly Jay Garrick was Jay Garrick and Zoom and could be, be the man of Iron Man. <laughs> either, either has you know, either is 
doubles, triplets, or can be in two places at once, or how he killed himself, but is still, I don't know. There's too many things with the the amount of uh, Jay Garrick's or whatever the other name was to his doppelganger here on, uh, you know, on Earth One. I don't know. I'm looking forward to an episode that gives me a, <laughs> something where I can wrap my head around what exactly, how exactly this has happened and what's going on. Because right now, it's one of those things that, like you were saying, Carl, I, I don't have my guidebook to, <laughs> to understand exactly uh, all the how the all the Zoom stuff uh, is supposed to be working. But uh, hopefully we'll find out uh, more in the next episode. And with that, we'll move on to the next show we're going to talk about, which is also uh, jumping back in time a little bit to talk about The Walking Dead. Season 6, Episode 16, Last Day on Earth, or for some people, Last Time I Watched the Show, <laughs> which was the season finale, which, man, what a mess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, but we'll start with you, Kyle. What did you uh, think of how we, uh, the, the introduction of Negan and how the season ended? Uh, I think you you got it quite right. There was no need for this to be like a 90 minute episode yeah. <laughs> because it was just so repetitive. Like, oh, we hit a roadblock. Let's turn around. Oh, we hit a roadblock. Oh, let's turn around. Like, I guess it was trying to build up some suspense, but it really wasn't. I mean, there was 10 minutes of really good show when Negan first shows up and it's you get all the creepy whistling and then you get him like just talking to all these people and then it's like pulls a uh, well I know uh, Carl hasn't seen The Sopranos so but it like ends without giving us (laughs) an ending so like that was just so disappointing to just end without like they the the producer claiming oh we completed this story of Rick's emotional journey of him getting knocked down from being so confident but to me you didn't really end the story unless you actually like ended the story with letting us know who someone which person was killed so that was that just felt like a cop-out and then like another thing that i haven't really enjoyed this season well at least in the last few episodes is what they've done to carol like when she first started on the show i absolutely hated her character i couldn't stand her then she became this tough awesome character and now they're turning her into like like morgan or um or the or gabriel before he he became cool now but like she's just become like this wimpy annoying person <laughs> the person that that is just Apparently is sick and tired of killing and doesn't want to kill anymore, but then in the middle of not wanting to kill anymore, has killed so many people. And she's, <laughs> she like sewed that machine gun into the arm of her coat. She wasn't planning on killing anyone, but hey, let me just sew this into my coat. Like, give me a break. Like, then she was cool there for a second, but she didn't change her attitude. And now she just wants to die. Like, and like, as far as who's actually dead, I mean, my guess, I would say they're going to pick one of the, the pairs. So they either kill off Carl because he's with uh, with Rick or they'll kill off either Glenn or or Maggie just because they're uh, a pair. And that would affect someone more deeply than just one of these other random people. But I don't know. I was very disappointed with the finale. How about you, Carl? 
Well, I kind of liked it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, I was spoiled, so I knew they weren't going to end it. So that didn't really outrage me when I, because <clears throat> I had listened to another um, or seen it online that they were going to leave it hanging. So I think if I would have watched it and known that they were going to leave it hanging, that would have bothered me more. But one thing I watched, do you watch The Talking Dead at all? The one yeah. after? So that Scott Gimple was talking about it after that, and he was saying, well, this is kind of like Lost, you know? When we had the hatch, everybody loved the, the hatch. Well, nobody loved the viewer hung out yeah. with the hatch. But the other thing is they didn't tease the hatch all year like they teased Negan. I mean, even if you weren't online in the show, they've, like, teased this whole thing that they have to kill one person every time you meet Negan, and... So they totally teased it out the whole time, and so I agree that was pretty frustrating. But I, I, I liked the, the episode at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is, it seemed like even they didn't really necessarily even know who was going to die. They just wanted to leave their options open, like mm-hmm. maybe Scott Gimple knows, but it seemed like nobody really knew, or maybe he has an idea of who you'd want to get rid of, but. It seemed just seemed like such a cop out. Like we don't need to decide this now. We'll figure it out later. Like, right? Well, do you, have you read the comics, or do you know who dies in the well, comics? I, it, from the... Maybe you can't avoid the comic spoilers from everyone. Right. So I've already heard of who this happens to in the in the comics, but right. I'm hoping it's not the same. But yeah, I agree. I don't think they would do that. I actually think they're going to pick somebody random, like Aaron or somebody that which I think is bad. I think it needs to be somebody major. But Yeah, they need one of the original people. You can't just pick Aaron or Sasha or the, what's his name with the with the red hair. Um, uh, Abraham. Michael, Abraham. You, or even Eugene. Like, you can't pick, like, these other people. You have to go with one of the original people if you really want the impact. But after this huge break, it's not going to really have as much impact as it would have if it just happened now after seeing this whole like tense lead up to it. It seems like the whole thing is there's no way that doesn't get spoiled by the time that that episode airs. People have photos from the set. Other people get screeners and like posted in headlines. Like there's no way it's, you're going to be surprised watching it. But I do think next year, if they keep up, I have liked this whole storyline with them finding other camps like the Hilltop. And I think they really needed to do that instead of just being, you know, the zombies being the whole enemy. So I think next year could actually be really good if they do it right. But yeah, they made a pretty big mistake with how they ended it. But I thought it was, I I didn't like all the roadblocks either, but I thought it was pretty tense. And especially, like you said, that last part with Negan, um, when he was saying, did anybody pee their pants? I thought he was talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> they also introduced, like, the horses and the, those other people that, that mm. took uh, Morgan and Carol, which I'm interested to see what that is. I don't want to seem like they're, like, coming from a castle or something. It felt like medieval, <laughs> like, you had these medieval knights coming to rescue them. So I'm interested to see what's going on there. I mean, that part seems interesting. And Negan was so, even though he's so evil, he was so charming, like, I could watch more of him and just him being an absolute jerk and that would be entertaining as long as he doesn't kill characters I like but so do you think people will actually stay away from the show 
I think a lot of people make these like, <laughs> like you kill Daryl. I'm never watching it again. Like if you like the show, you're going to keep watching it. You're not watching just for one character. Like mm-hmm. either you like the show or you don't like the show. I think over time though, as they do these types of things and they continue overall, the ratings are not going to just like, it's not like they're going to come back and there's going to be like 3 million less people watching it. Uh, next season, but I think there could be, you know, maybe they do get some sort of a bump because people that haven't heard or 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 what have you want to actually see the you know the episode to see who it is and and whatnot. So you know, will that ultimately work? I don't know, uh, but I think over time they do lose some people that just get tired of crappy storytelling. Yeah, <laughs> like, just like uh, the, this is not an necessarily an enjoyable experience uh, when you're not getting, uh, you know, when the characters that have been developed are all of a sudden turn into complete morons, or you have, or you have like the saviors that are apparently, well, they had the little offshoot that was like had apparently gone rogue or whatever that Daryl killed with the missile, and then you had this, you know, they killed this other group uh, at the satellite station uh, but then they had a couple people get taken hostage but then the hostages are able to get themselves out of the problem and kill all those people and then the other people that come but then all of a sudden they're in this situation where there's so many people you know saviors have so many people and such a great plan and foresight <laughs> uh, to apparently know exactly where you know, they're trying to get to with this uh, van and enable or to create a situation that they keep having to change, change, change to where they get them on foot, walking right into their trap. And you're just like, are they, how are they all of a sudden that brilliant? Like everybody we've seen so far has not been totally the smartest. And then all of a sudden when we meet, you know, Negan and, and how huge the group is that apparently they're super smart and can just uh, funnel anybody wherever they want, no matter what. The, they're like, oh, we've, we, we know that we've funneled them around enough that sooner or later they'll get out of the uh, vehicle and w- they'll be walking this direction. Uh, and uh, then uh, we'll, know, uh, we'll, we'll know to set up our camp here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And also to have already caught Eugene and drove the camper over there as well uh, by the time they walk there. Uh, some of that stuff is just, like, too much. Uh, and then just every time they hit a roadblock and then had to, you know, how many times did the, did that RV back up <laughs> was, was kind of silly. And, and that extended length kept going and going where you're just like, I was bored. I was yes. starting to get to the point where I was looking at the clock going, how much time is left? Oh, my God, there's still 45 minutes left in this episode. And, and, That's not a good sign. And, and then, you know, you keep going. And and even, you know, fast forwarding through the commercials, it still seemed incredibly long. And then finally got to, you know, the introduction of Negan. And then I just had to laugh because on the – previous episode of the podcast where we had talked about what we thought was who was going to die or what we thought was how the season was going to end 
I said, well, it'll probably be, you'll see a wind-up, and then it'll just fade to black. And I just started laughing because while we got one thwack, (laughs) and then we got a couple more after it faded to black, but I was, like, so close to 100% nailing exactly how the ending was coming that it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, man, I can't believe, you know, they're going to leave us hanging. It was like, I knew they were going to leave us hanging. It seemed like a total Walking Dead thing to do. And so I was, it was like bored for 80 minutes and then 10 minutes of kind of interesting to see uh, the character that they've been hinting at all season finally introduced uh, and then get the ending that I predicted was coming. It was just like, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I'll probably watch next season. Just it, it almost is it's become more of a a show that I'm watching out of like morbid curiosity, though, as to like, what are they going to screw up next or what are what <laughs> what weird direction are they going to go? And then you get the occasional where they do, you know, where things are kind of interesting. Uh, like you said, Kyle, meeting some of these other groups. Like, I do want to know, like, who this other group that Carol and Morgan have run into now. I think, you know, expanding out the world there a little bit is is an interesting way to go for the series. But, I don't know, every time we've met people before, <laughs> it hasn't necessarily turned out to be some of their best storytelling. So, I don't know. It's no longer it's no longer become a show that I'm necessarily like uh looking forward to. There was a stretch there for a while. I mean, they had you know some episodes that you're just like really uh from time to time, but they've had some like you like you said Kyle, the development of Carol, but then now all of a sudden I wouldn't mind me I wouldn't mind if Carol all of a sudden started to you know, wig out about all the people she's killed and and all the death and stuff like that. If it happened over a half a season, not all of a sudden in the middle of an episode, and then yeah. by the next episode, all of a sudden she's now carrying around the rosary beads and is uh, you know doesn't want to kill anymore. And but you don't really, you know, there's nothing, you know, and not only doesn't want to kill, but decides that if she can't be like that, that she needs to leave. I don't know. All of those things are just uh, too much. I don't know. You hope maybe that the show can come back and maybe now that Negan's been introduced, maybe they can tell some interesting stories with that character or something. But I don't have a lot of hope that that's where it's going to go. I think I'm more as a, I'll check in with the next season and then see like if I still want to continue to, is this an hour or I still want to add in every week? Cause there's always something new starting <laughs> that might potentially be more entertaining. So, so how about, how about you, Carl? You're, you're still planning on uh, continuing on next season. Well, I actually don't know why I like the show at all. Cause I don't <laughs> like, <laughs> do you guys like, Horror in general, I don't like horror at all. I don't watch horror yeah, I'm movies. Not a, or... I'm not a big horror fan. No, I, d- I really actively dislike it most of the time. So I don't know what it is about this show that I that I love. It's really one of the only ones that I watch live. No pun intended. <laughs> um, 
I think that I think the thing is, is they've had some interesting characters and interesting character development. That it's been an interesting character drama as watching yeah. what would people do in this, and then with occasional spurts of action and a little bit of horror uh, type of genre thrown in. With you know, you never know when a zombie is all of a sudden just going to pop out of someplace. The the super quiet zombie that was just sitting there, and then all of a sudden somebody came by, and it's like, oh, I better. Yeah. I better start uh, growling. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of where it's been. But then when they do stuff like to Carol and and some of the other things that they did this season that seem like they just happened within a couple episodes or something, even though there might have been more time between episodes, like you know, stuff the, we don't the, see the time of you know the time of the course of the series. Uh, but when you see characters all of a sudden together or complete switches in personality and it seems to happen from one episode to another and you don't get to see it (laughs) why it's happening that's that's the type of stuff that uh, gets you know it it starts to ruin characters that is the reason you're watching it how about you kyle you're gonna you you still i'll I'll be with the i'll be with this till the end yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have no plans to quit like it has some really really good episodes and then it has a couple seems like whenever they decide to do an extended episode those are the ones that end up (laughs) not really working i don't know why they they feel they extend the wrong episodes but like like when the when the uh people attacked the city that was an excellent episode like really tense to watch like they've had some really really good episodes and then some bad ones like but like you said like i think people are realizing sometimes like these writers are just not very good and they will lose some people but i'll i'll be sticking around probably till it's over so all right that's enough walking dead we'll move ahead to Last week's Better Call Saul, Season 2, Episode 8, Fifi. And I don't watch. Uh, I never watched Breaking Bad, and so decided not to watch the prequel. But both of you watched, so we'll start with uh, you, Carl. What are you thinking about uh, the second season of Better Call Saul? Now, will you ever go back and watch Breaking Bad? I don't know. It's it's on the list as... It's on the list of one of those shows that's considered to be, you know, by many critics and stuff like that, you know, an all-time great, you know, uh-huh. series. So it it's sort of on the list as something to go back and watch, but... When you have 60 free hours. But, like, but, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it, it's hard to uh, figure out, you know, sometimes, like, how are you going to add in something like that with all the new stuff coming and everything else that you're watching or doing? For sure, yep. So I don't know. It's it's on the list. There's a few other things like that that are sort of on the list. It's not like I haven't watched any. I watched the first few episodes of Breaking Bad. It just didn't, I don't know, it, it didn't grab me and get me watching. And so I never, you know, I never watched far enough in to, you know, to meet this character, to have any affiliation with wanting to go back and watching a prequel, even though I know that you could go and watch this show without having watched since it is a prequel. So I don't know, but what are, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on how the second season's going, Carl? Yeah, I really liked it. I'm, um, was behind. So I watched like the last five or six over the course of a night. And, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering how, um, before this started, it would work, you know, cause I 
you sort of know where the main character ends up. So how interesting is that going to be when you sort of know his final fate? But they've done a really good job. And I don't know if you agree, Kyle, that they've got enough other characters that you don't know what happens through the Breaking Bad, you know, sort of um, canon, that there's enough suspense going on for the show, emotional stakes. And the, the people who make the show are just phenomenal TV people. I, there's so many touches, like um, this episode starts with a huge, long tracking shot, kind of like the season one True Detective tracking shot. This one is about a border crossing. So it starts, how, how long do you think that shot was? I looked, it was five minutes long, over, yeah. over five minutes, yeah. It's incredible. It's just good filmmaking, you know, even if you didn't like the story, I think you'd almost have to admire it just from a production and a storytelling standpoint. Um, and I have little touches like, so I can spoil this episode, right? You don't care oh, about it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> this one starts, it's showing somebody about bringing stuff over the border and the long tracking shot follows him. And at the end, he's gone through the whole thing and he stops by the side of the road to pick up a gun for his next stop on the trip. And he puts a popsicle stick down by the side of the road, and you can see that there's this whole little graveyard of popsicle sticks that the driver has made um, just to show the passage of time. And little touches like that, I think, is really kind of what makes the show really good. Um, I like that they took another character from Breaking Bad, and they kind of split the time. Um, between um, Mike Ehrmantraut, I think, is the other character, and he's got kind of a whole arc throughout this Better Call Saul show. and um, But you're kind of rooting for him, even though you know he's not a good character. It's a really weird dynamic, because you're hoping that this guy isn't going to end up with how he's going to end up, and you know it's going to happen. So, But you kind of, there's sometimes you know that about shows, but you don't know it 100%. Um, but this one, you know 100% how he's going to end up. So I really like it. I think it's really good. I think the main um, actor, Bob Odenkirk, does a great job. And I, I kind of like when comedic actors do dramatic stuff, like when Robin Williams you know, used to do dramatic roles and those kind of things. I think they have a really good sense of timing. And maybe that adds to their really good delivery. And th this is a funny show, too, in my in my estimation. Um, he's kind of going over to his more smarmy kind of lawyer side. You're starting to see signs of that in this episode. And he's filming a commercial where he um, disguises, I don't even, did they even say where they got the war veteran from? And this I one think he, he owed him a favor because he, he got him off for like pornography charges or, or something or <laughs> exposing himself in public. So he, he owed him a favor to uh to to do this job to pretend yep. to be like a vet yeah i think like in the previous episode we got to see like the first glimpse of the saul uh, the saul character as he's like he's trying to get fired and he's wearing all his like crazy suits and ties and stuff so you get to see like that character start to come out like one thing like like you said you know where all these characters end up one big question is kim this this person he's like recruit his best friend and person he's trying to start this new law firm with like 
like you know things have to go bad because she's not in Breaking Bad. So mm-hmm. like you feel bad for her the whole time because she's like putting her faith in him and they 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 have like a great relationship. They're really great together. They have such chemistry and like you're wondering what's going to happen that's going to break these two apart and send him down his Saul path and what's going to have her suddenly uh, like out of there and off the show. And, and like you said, Mike, who is one of my favorite characters from Breaking Bad, like you're rooting for him, even though he he's not a good guy. Like, but also like, I like how they're introducing some of these characters from Breaking Bad. Like, I forget what his name is, the, the, the bell guy. And uh, oh, like, yeah. Like this guy who never said a word in Breaking Bad. Like now you're it's a prequel. So you see like while he's still a younger guy and he's like walking around, he's he's up to some kind of no good. And you get to see how he fits into this this whole world, like while he was actually like a big kingpin instead of like sort of this retired, uh, retired guy in a wheelchair. So it's interesting to see him now um, mixed into this whole story and see his origins as well. But yeah, they've done a really good job. Like the like the whole beginning of the season was a little bit slow and they're slowly building up things, but now like they're really amping it up for these last uh I guess there's only two more episodes, including tonight's uh for this season. So like now they have Jimmy starting to like like after his brother like messed up this case for Kim or or got took a, back the client from Kim. Now he's doing all this shady stuff like changing the addresses on the all these documents to try to make that deal fall through and make the client uh, leave his brother's firm and go back to, to Kim. So I'm interested to see how that all, like what the, and if Kim ever finds out what he did, that's just going to tear her apart because she, she doesn't want him doing any of the shady stuff. So I'm interested to see what happens with that. Yeah. And they really do the work writing it. Like we were saying before in the walking dead where stuff just comes out of nowhere here they really, you know, they plant seeds early on in the series that are just starting to pay off now. And you can really see how all these decisions where it would seem outlandish where he might do it, that, yeah, it really kind of makes sense because he tried to do it the right way and they kept pushing it back, you know. And Michael McKeon, who plays his brother, does, a, I think, a really good job, too. That's a really interesting dynamic in the show. But yeah, I think it's just really well written and beautiful to look at. And you should watch Breaking Bad and then watch this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people could even just watch this on its own. I think it's still a quite enjoyable show. Uh, do you think they would get it? Though I'd, I'd really be interested to see somebody who watched this and never watched Breaking Bad. So, Jason, you should do that. You should be the <laughs> <test>. <laughs> You can be our guinea pig. You should just jump yeah. in and see how, see how I like it without having any... Yeah, because would it? I don't really even think it would spoil Breaking Bad. No, I don't think. Like you just wouldn't recognize some of the characters who show up later in Breaking Bad. So there's an extra layer for people that have seen it, but I don't think you necessarily have to have seen it in order right. to enjoy this show. I kind of want to watch Breaking Bad again. You know, now that I've seen more of the backstory for some of these characters, and I think it'd be interesting to watch Mike in Breaking Bad now with all this backstory we've got in Better Call Saul and see. You know, if you look at any of those scenes or stuff different. Or if yep. you just, just continue to watch Better Call Saul until it's finally over. And then it's, when it's over, then just start back up again with Breaking Bad. And see, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see how. Yeah. 
Now, Kyle, do you think they'll ever jump? They've uh, they've done a couple times where they've done scenes beyond Breaking Bad, but they're just those are right at the beginning of the season, weren't they? Yeah, we had one right at the beginning of each season, and I forget if we had one in the season finale as well last year. I oh, think, I we, think did. we did. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, they've been providing like a postquel or whatever a, se- a sequel, a postquel, <laughs> <laughs> a sequel. Nicely done, uh, Al. Making up your own word for something that already exists. I'm gonna, I'm gonna copyright that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the, so uh, who knows? Maybe after this goes for like three or four years, then they'll they'll jump and I forget what his name is uh, in the uh, in the future. And then they'll they'll follow him into the future and show mm. us what happens. Yeah, because he has even a different name in the future, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I that's highly recommended. I don't know. Does this get pretty good ratings, or is it just gone getting renewed because of the critical praise more than the good ratings? I haven't, I haven't looked at that. I haven't really looked at the ratings. I haven't really seen the the ratings for it. I think it does all right. Yeah. Not necessarily. Well, not necessarily end of Breaking Bad run numbers uh, yep. but uh i think i think it does all right and also gets the uh, uh the critical praise so plus they need if they need shows amc doesn't really have tons of shows now that so they need to keep them going yeah it can't but, just yeah. it can't just all be walking dead all the time <laughs> well, uh, who knows i thought i heard that they had a third one and they're contemplating so oh no <laughs> <laughs> all right that's Better Call Saul. We'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Winona Earp, Season 1, Episode 2, Keep the Home Fires Burning. And I've seen some, I don't know, maybe it's just the people I'm following or or stuff. I've seen some, like, positive, like, people are loving this show type of stuff. And, uh... I don't get it. <laughs> I've decided that I'm maybe watching the show wrong or something. <laughs> it's right near terrible. The writing's bad. The acting's bad. The cinematography is bad. Special effects are bad. The special effects are bad. It all seems like it's done on a lower budget than, you know, than like Lost Girl which was not exactly a high-budget show, but at least was good. But this is just... Occasionally, it veers into being cheesy good. There's the occasional one-liner that's kind of funny. There's the side story of... Doc Holliday? Yeah, of Doc Holliday that, with the second episode, of finding out that something happened to him to make him, you know, continue on to, you know, to be around, but he's not a revenant, was sort of interesting... The whole idea of attaching it to the Wyatt Earp story is an interesting way to go. I just think the execution is poor. And like I said, it's too much cheesy, not cheesy good uh, for me. Uh, And and then just stuff that, like, doesn't make sense. Like, they're both sitting there at the end as he's putting up their mailbox. And they see by the jeans that he's wearing that he's the person that broke in to her apartment above the bar. And they seem to be perfectly fine with that and completely forget that he turned around and shot the gun out of her hand. Like (laughs) that seems like something that you wouldn't just be like, Oh, he was looking for some, uh, for some souvenirs. And then, 
and then shot at me to get away. And and now we're cool with him putting up our mailbox. Uh, there's weird, just weird stuff in there like that. But uh, Kyle, what what did you think of the first couple episodes of Wine? That Earth? sentence that you just said was almost better written. <laughs> than, <laughs> no, I I I found like the whole show like just episode one seemed like a drastically different show from episode two. Like episode one. Uh, she was like this dark, brooding, like upset. And then all of a sudden in episode two, she's like happy, loose, like ready to like, oh, I'm just going to have fun with this. And Drop like it just seemed like, every time. Something yeah. Happens. Like making jokes about everything, like spinning the gun, like joking. around. Also, also, all of a sudden she became like this expert shot, like when she couldn't shoot anything at first. I don't know. Suddenly when she turned 27, suddenly she had perfect marksmanship. Well, I think it's part but, of the gun is is the person that is the person that can hold it is able to shoot and do uh you know things even though if they took a regular gun they wouldn't be as good a shot yeah but but i mean i thought episode two was so much better than the first episode (laughs) but still like i mean it had some enjoyable fun parts but like you said there's like piece of it that it's just so poorly written and acted and like I don't know that I'll bother to keep watching it, but I mean, I could definitely see some elements of why people might like it in the second episode because she's just having a lot of fun. But then like out of nowhere, there's also like the scene with like the, the female cop who then hits on the sister who's suddenly now a lesbian because they need to have that in the show, even though she has her boyfriend, like, like you can, like, it just seems like there's a lot of just weird, like just bad writing. Like, I don't like the Doc Holliday character at all. I don't understand if he's good or bad. Maybe that's what they're shooting for. No pun intended. But <laughs> uh, like I and like just like the Bobo guy. I, I mean, I don't it, like it just seems like you said, it just seems very cheaply done. And like but I mean, there are some elements that I did like, but not enough to to keep me watching beyond the second episode. What you you don't want to be part of the uh, the way hot crew, there, Kyle? <laughs> the way hot crew. I must be missing something. She's officer hot. Her name's. Waylon. Oh yes, yes. Oh okay, yes, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hashtag and way hot. Like, <laughs> is that what they said? They put that on the screen. I don't think that was on the screen, but that's what oh, popped okay. up after. I mean, they did have some cheesy lines like, oh, she's snacking on lady fingers, like when the person like bit the bit the fingers off the other person, like just these like really cheesy, cheesy lines, which I guess were kind of fun. But eh, eh, I don't know. It didn't win me over. How about you, Carl? Well, I wasn't kidding. I wonder if I am watching the show wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we all are. Well, do you think they're going for the camp? Or are they trying to do a good show and they're just doing a really bad job at it? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I would guess they have to be going for the camp after this first episode. I would have said it was just bad. Right. The second episode, I think they are going for the camp because all the cheesy jokes. I don't think it. I don't think they're doing that by accident. Like I think they really are going to make it. Try to make it fun and slightly campy. Yeah. I think this is based on a graphic novel. I don't know if it's got as much, you know, many um, editions as The Walking Dead had. So it seems like they should have some material to pull from. But, yeah, 
I would either like it to be more campy or more serious. Right now, it's kind of in between, and it just seems pretty bad. But I, I listened to a couple of fan podcasts about it just to see if I could get <laughs> what they like about that. it. Because <laughs> <laughs> these are people I like. I listen to their podcasts, other stuff, and they love it. They really they think it's the best thing ever. And everything that they were saying, like, the actress looks like her face is scrunched up all the time, and they thought that was so great that her face was scrunched up. It just, to me, didn't look like she knew what to do, so she'd scrunch her face after every time somebody said something. And that one scene that you talked about with Officer Hot coming in, I'm sorry, the bartender gets her shirt stuck over her head, and she needs, <laughs> she needs help getting her shirt off. Right after, and don't forget, first she got all of the yeah, the, the spray all over herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, it did look like a bad Cinemax thing there for a while. <laughs> so, if it was supposed to be campy, I think it needs to be more campy, and if it's supposed to be good, it needs to be more good. But I was wondering if, like, what if Tatiana Maslany was the main actress? Would I have liked it if? She was saying all those because I don't. Is this actress from something else that people just love her? And I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. The main actress in this. I don't recognize anybody from anything. Uh huh. In this. So, plus the whole mythology. It seems like all she has to do, like this big demon, came and I thought, well, that could be kind of cool. But all she had to do was shoot it, and then that was it. So. Is every episode somebody's going to come, she's going to shoot it, and then that's going to be the episode? I don't I also didn't quite get, like, is there something about, like, it was something about that uh, everybody that Wyatt Earp killed, you know, came yes. back. Yep. But then, like, every time you, but every time, like, somebody kills somebody with the gun, like, the person that can use the gun... Like every so, like every twenty-seven years, all of a sudden, all those come back again, and it like repeats or something. I didn't, I, I didn't get. They like, reboot. Yeah, <laughs> I get, yeah, it sounded like whoever they kill plus whoever Wyatt Earp killed comes back. Or sounds something. like a terrible curse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that every time you solve the problem, as soon as you die or the next person takes over, it it reboots. But it's you know a bigger problem than it was the previous time because you killed even more. Uh, then you, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, that revenants come from some other place too, or something, or, uh, also yeah. why are they all just hanging out in purgatory? <laughs> They're all hanging out in purgatory. Outstanding. <laughs> Everybody's uh, dead. <laughs> well, it seemed, it seemed like they were trapped there, right? Cause they couldn't cross some sort of line. Yeah. Some of them are, yeah. Some of them seem to be trapped there, but it also made it seem like there were, that there were revenants in other places because, they showed that they wiped a small town off the map previously, you know, where there was where everybody started finding out about it or something. And there was mass panic. Uh, so it, it's not exactly just a purgatory problem, you know, so I don't exactly I haven't exactly wrapped my head around exactly what, you know, the deal is and how it how it all works. But uh, uh, yeah, but I suppose, you know, if you are. I don't know. Here's a, it's just another one of those shows. If you're watching Winona Earp, this week's question is please write in and let us know what it is about it that you find entertaining or why you're continuing to watch. Didn't Amory recommend this last week? Yeah, Amory gave it a sort of recommendation. She agreed that it was also pretty low budget and <laughs> not great, but kind of interesting. 
in the first episode, but a show that you needed to see, like, a second episode to see, because they kind of dropped, like, some of the backstory, you know, in the first episode, but you're not really sure, like, what an episode-to-episode is going to be. And, you know, this this one gives you a little bit more of what maybe, you know, week-to-week will be. But, yeah, I'd be interested to find out from Amory if after watching the second episode, if it's still a sort of recommendation. It's It was more of a, yeah, if you're at home on Friday night and not really doing anything and don't watch it. Strap, strap to a chair. Watch the room instead. <laughs> was, uh, you know, you could check out uh, this. But, yeah, I I may watch... I may watch one more uh, just to see, like, if they're going to go, like, full camp or if they're going to give a better explanation. Are they going to introduce anybody else from the super secret black badge? Uh, or is it just, like, is are they so super secret and that it's just the one dude? Like, yeah, I thought there was going to be a whole bunch of them. It's just the one guy. <laughs> I thought we were going to sort of meet, like, a team or something like that or, like, him have, like, a couple of deputies or something. Uh, and then in, instead, this episode we basically ended up uh, adding uh, Waverly to the uh, as as a consultant, you know, to, because I she's... bet Officer Officer Hot will get in there somehow too. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I, I look forward to but two months from now. But she'll knock first before. before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was to... <laughs> that was the best line in the whole show when he said he was going to have her arrested for treason because she came in without knocking. <laughs> And then, then one owner said, well, aren't you going to kill her? Well, treason ends up as murder, so. <laughs> yeah, treason is punishable by death, so it was in blood. <laughs> so I think actually if you watched it as camp, I might watch one more too and see if I enjoy it as kind of campy and see what they, see if I like it. But. Yeah, I but... look forward to two, two months from now, Jason, when you're like, <laughs> oh, I'll just watch one more. And then you're like, hey, let's all talk about the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> If we want to talk about the season finale of Winona Herb. Uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, write in feedback at tvtimes3.com or leave a comment on the show notes and uh, let us know your thoughts on Winona Earp. Uh, or if you know you're a, a big fan, you can go listen to you know uh, Tales from the Black Badge or Tales of the Black Badge or uh, something like that. That uh, is one of those uh, Winona Earp podcasts that's out there. And we'll move on to the last show on our list, which is Fear the Floating Dead. Uh, (laughs) Season 2, Episode 1, Monster. The season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, where they get on their big old boat. And anybody else here think that she should have shut up long before? Oh my gosh. (laughs) She should have been talking to anybody. Anything like give me a break. Secondly, has there has the fall of society been so quick that we already have basically have created these these small groups that are out to just kill and steal from other people? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like all these bad like if bad people survive, they just continue to be really bad and and uh, <laughs> apparently shoot up. Uh, you know, sailboats and whatnot and leave people to die. If, if anybody should be left to die, could it be the teenage son? Oh my gosh. He's so annoying. <laughs> like you're being, you're being attacked by zombies. Oh, we have to take this dead body with us onto this boat. 
Like, oh, wait, wait, forget all the surprise and stuff. Let's just take this dead body, which we're going to have to throw overboard and in a day anyway. And then we do a funeral, and then you get pissed and just dump her over before everybody's <laughs> done saying anything, and then storm off. Uh, and then later decide to go for a swim and not seem to notice that there's a ship, that you know, a boat that's been capsized, like, not not that Well, there was away. fog. There was fog. <laughs> there was a bit of fog. <laughs> But, like, the whole time she's on her radio, like, you hear all this stuff, like, oh, this stuff's exploding, people are attacking, like, I want to see that! Like, <laughs> I don't want to see these people on the boat, I want to see what's going on in town, let me, let, you can let us know later what happened on this boat. Like, all the exciting stuff seemed to be happening off-camera, and we just heard about it. And like you said, like, she needed to just stop talking. Like, how can she not realize these people are just playing her and trying to find out where she is so they can steal their yacht and and supplies? Or even if but, they weren't, being smart enough to not say stuff like, oh, we have our own desalination system. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody going, huh, that could come in handy. So... Uh, you know, stuff like that was... And then, like, they're on this little yacht. Like, granted, it's a bigger boat, but it's still not a huge boat. And they see, like, the thing of 30 people, like, out in the ocean. Oh, let's stop and help them. Like, where are you going to put these people? Like, and they're just going to mob your boat, like, as soon as you go up there. Like, these people are just idiots. Like, yeah, you want to help them, but do you realize it's not a possibility? Like the only guy that has any sense is is Strand, and he's stuck with all these weirdos. Which I'm sure he has some reason for even wanting them on there on his boat, but we don't know what that is yet. But he, like these people are useless. Yeah, but it was also like, didn't it feel like there was a, sort of a swap of of uh, I don't have the characters' names down, but uh, Cliff Curtis's character and his wife. Did it seem Travis. like Travis? Yeah, Travis. Didn't it seem like when they were on land and back, you know, with the where they were, uh, you know, in the encampment or whatever with the the military, that he was sort of like trying to be like the peacemaker and and whatnot, and his wife was the one that like wanted to basically take out the neighbor when saw was a zombie, wanted to, you know, snuck out to check things out, did all kinds of stuff, and now they're on the boat. And she's like, uh, we need to stop for those people. And Travis is like, no, we got to keep going. I need to protect my family. And you're just like, wait, did they switch from like, personalities from the last Maybe they accidentally episode? swapped each other's scripts and they read the wrong ones. <laughs> like, oh, let's just go with it. We've already filmed it. Like one of those 80s body switching movies. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like a, a weird thing. Also, yeah, the I also didn't get... I couldn't quite figure out the design of the boat. Like, they got there, they took the little boat and inside of the boat, and then later on, they were doing some fishing, and it seemed like they were at the back of the boat, but there were railings up, and then a little bit later on, there were they were at the back of the boat again, but the small boat was just tied up to the side of the boat. And you're like, when did all this stuff happen? Where are they? Where are they at? Where? What kind of? What kind of boat are they on? Where were they fishing at? I still were they fishing off the back? I don't know. I can't figure out where that 
because every time they walked around the boat, I didn't see any place else that looked like that. But then I was like, where did these railings come from and why are there now no railings? I don't know. All this stuff about the boat was messing with my head because I couldn't quite get uh, the lay of the land, even though they were on just this small boat. But mostly it it almost felt like a continuation of the boredom of the last episode, where with the action of the of the first few minutes of them getting to the boat and then just a lot of, you know, a lot of talking and a lot of, uh, I'm mad at my dad for shooting my mom, even though she was only hours away from turning, you know, thing, uh, and was, was basically already dead was, was a little too much. I think, I don't know that, that's, that's, I was hoping that when the zombie popped up in the water that he was going to get eaten. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a good thing at the beginning of a show that you're already rooting for certain characters to die. Like, why would he grab the yacht log? That just seems like the weirdest thing. Like, oh, let me get that. That might be useful and might have some... Like, it just seemed like the weirdest thing for him to go and look for. Because, like, oh, as they're being shot up, we're being shot up. They're going to add that into the log? Like, <laughs> like give me a break. They're, that's the last thing they're they're going to do is write up anything. But, and, and like, also, they seem to jump quite a bit from the very beginning. Like, because the, the last season ended, everything wasn't on fire and blowing up and zombies attacking. Like, but this wasn't much after. Like, this didn't jump ahead so much that all of a sudden. Yeah, I think it's only everything maybe gets... like a day or two from when they got to the place or something like that, that they're. I don't think they showed. <clears throat> I don't think they showed it on the show, but I listened. I watched the Talking Dead after. And they said that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the military had come and bombed everything. I think that's why it happened so quick, because the military was trying to contain the virus. Yeah, they showed yeah. planes flying over towards the end as, you know, that were, because at first you were like, okay, what is going on with all the fires and the bombing? Like, they got out of, they got out of town and the, the place seemed to be mostly barren. And all of a sudden now there's, explosions going off and things exploding all over the place like who or what is doing this it took forever before they finally showed you that it was planes flying overhead uh, so that you could go oh it's the just like you said so that you could figure that out for yourself oh it's the military trying to bomb the place to uh, you know keep the you know stop the virus or whatever's going on here and you're like okay that makes sense now but it took a while to get to that point yeah you know, but then once they were on the boat, it just, uh, it was like they had to come across, you know, this zombies in the water to give like a little jolt of excitement, uh, you know, to the end of it. I just hope every episode isn't like super slow like that. <laughs> and then like, oh, we have to do something quick at the end to well, make people want to see the next them, one. So something's going to happen yeah. in the next one, you know, sooner or later, they're going to have to go back on land. So I don't know. I I didn't particularly care for the first season. I I watched this first episode to see, you know, what it's going to be. And this didn't, like, really convince me to, like, give me anything that I was like, oh, yeah, I want to continue to watch these people. When I first announced this, were you guys excited about it? Because I actually thought it might be better than the than the regular show because it was about when the apocalypse was starting. And I thought, wow, this really could be kind of a fun you know, a different take than The Walking Dead, and 
Boy, they just they whipped through it so quick, and now everything. Yeah, I was interested in that idea. Yeah, but I thought that it might take a couple of seasons. At least, like we had the short season, and then we we already knew there was going to be a second season. I figured at least that yeah. was going to get you through the, you know, like the the downfall of society. But like you said, so much of the downfall of society is happening off screen, <laughs> or in in a lot of cases, like we go from one episode in the first season to the next episode, they're in this small, uh, you know, it's been fenced off, and. You know, there's some military there, and then military is has you know supposedly has some other areas like this, and they've evacuated people from all over. And but that it went from like there was a little bit of a riot downtown to like all of a sudden we're living in this commune type of thing <laughs> where people have been evacuated all over the place. And then you know a couple episodes later, you know that falls, and they're driving around L.A. and since LA has basically been evacuated, we're basically at like where we see the opening of maybe not quite since they're still bombing, you know, since they're still bombing stuff. So it's not quite the exact same time frame as when Rick woke up uh, in the hospital. And, you know, that's still a little bit after all the bombing, you know, later when he shows up at to Atlanta, you know, it's basically uh, devoid of people for the most part. And so we're really close to that, same period of time and it came so quickly in only six episodes i thought we were going to see more of that not just get to we're at we're basically at zombie apocalypse but with much less information than the group we watch on the other show has mm-hmm. and that's less that's less interesting than i thought it was going to be and then you get an episode like this where it's sort of a table setter but not in any type of action or anything like that to get me super interested in seeing what happens to these families and how they try and continue to survive because ultimately it makes me feel like we're just going to start seeing dumb stories like they do on the other show. But all the time, except that they're not (laughs) going to be spoiled by a comic. You know, they're actually just making (laughs) them up now. Uh, So I don't, I don't know. I'm just uh, not a huge fan of fear of the walking dead. I may watch next week just to see like what happens when a boat catches up with them, you know, or you're hoping the whole boat gets mowed down and they, we follow whoever the villains are. <laughs> that would be more or something happens. <laughs> well, just to see like what going to happen, maybe finding out more about strand and what his uh, plan. I did find that one little bit interesting. Uh, the whole thing that they were talking about, he seemed to have everything like ready to go before anybody knew about maybe he caused the apocalypse the apocalypse or whatever <laughs> or why he you know why he needs some a certain number of people with him where he's headed or what he's doing i don't know there's a couple little things that are sort of interesting that i go i kind of want to know that but then you sit through an episode and i'm like did i really need to <laughs> sit through that to, uh to do this i don't know I think in the first season, it, well, the hard part was you knew so much more than the characters. So you knew what was going to happen to the zombies and they didn't. So they just all kind of looked stupid because yeah. you know what's going to happen and they have no idea. But I felt that at, after a certain period of time, they knew enough but continued yeah. to be stupid Yeah. <laughs> in situations. You know, 
or had seen some really strange stuff, but then didn't fill in the rest of their family members about it. So their family members ended up doing something stupid because they didn't know it was that stupid. Yeah. You know, so things like that. Uh, and then you have basically we have this episode where she is stupid and tells them all kinds of information without trying to tell them information, but, you know, lets them in on all kinds of stuff uh, that would be like, oh, yeah, that seems like a boat we would rather have. <laughs> so Really, the first whole season, they should have just been screaming the whole entire time. <laughs> Shouldn't have been dialogue at all. I mean, they just all seem to get used to the zombies so quick. And like you said, even some of the characters now, they're on the boat like, oh, I guess the world's over. <laughs> oh, well, the world's over. <laughs> they don't really seem to, it doesn't seem to bug them too much. I guess they've watched too many zombie shows on TV. <laughs> well, that's the thing that's always gotten me in in the world of The Walking Dead is apparently in the world that The Walking Dead takes place in, there's never, ever been a zombie book TV show <laughs> ever take place because they never they never mention anything about any pop culture, you know, zombie stuff or the mm. Z word at all. Uh, so yep. it's always been a, sort of a bizarre thing that... It takes place in a world where zombies or the concept of zombies never, ever existed until there was this outbreak. So yeah, kind of a kind of a weird thing. But uh, so how about you, Kyle? Are you planning to watch? Oh, yeah, I'll probably watch this one till the end as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Carl, are you on board to continue to watch? Well, I don't care about any of these characters, so I don't really even care if they get eaten or I'm sort of <laughs> interested about the boat, you know, next next week to see if something happens more with the humans but i'm sort of on zombie overload even though i like the walking dead i just i can't muster any care for any of these characters i think that's what they were trying to do this episode is to have a more talky episode so you cared about them a little bit more but i don't it didn't work (laughs) yeah i think for me the the zombie show I'm looking forward to is the finale of iZombie this week. <laughs> and, uh, other than that, uh, not so much with the zombies. All right, that'll do it for the uh, primetime segment, and we'll move on to our TV recommendations. Uh, my recommendation is the CW's upcoming show, Containment, which premieres on Tuesday, April 19th. Uh, so far, I've watched the first two episodes. I really like what, they, what they've got going there with the... Uh, <laughs> It's an outbreak of some such thing. At least it's, it doesn't turn people into zombies. So Not yet. <laughs> it, it, it kills them off rather quickly uh, once they get it. But uh, it's a story, you know, sort of set in, a, set in Atlanta where all of a sudden there's seems to be an outbreak. They try to figure out where it's originated from. Ultimately, they decide to block off a segment of the city where they seem to have narrowed it down that everybody that could have been exposed is still there. And then it's a, you know, a drama of there's people inside, there's people outside, there's people connected to people inside and, and the decisions being made and how things deteriorate, who knows what the investigation, you know, trying to figure out how to solve it and all that stuff. I was drawn in from the first episode and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, checking this one out. It's you know it's got that limited series tag to it, so 
but nobody knows what that means. A limited series could mean <laughs> that it's it's built as 13 episodes or it's limited because it's only 13 episodes, but they could do more. I don't know, but I think you're supposed to get some sort of at least uh, story arc in the episodes that we're getting. But uh, that's that's my recommendation is to check out uh, the CW's containment uh, when it premieres next week on the 19th. I really want to see that one. That's what I've been looking forward to for a while since I heard about it. I love Outbreak type stuff, so I'm glad it's good for the first two. So how about your your recommendation, Kyle? Uh, so my recommendation is for a show that uh, didn't quite make it. Uh, Welcome to Sweden Season 2 uh, hits DVD this week. Uh, NBC pulled it after airing four episodes of the second season, but I really I had watched all the the entire season ahead of time on screeners. I just watched them back to back, and I really enjoyed the first season. And I thought the second season was also really good. It stars uh, Greg Poehler as this uh, guy who moves to Sweden to be with his girlfriend, uh, and then the second season it's all about uh, them planning to get married and him trying to find a job being the guy uh, like who helps people find what they need even though he really doesn't know anything because he doesn't really know the country at all so that leads to some wacky stuff um, and then it also has uh, some great uh, guest stars in the second season with Nev Campbell playing uh, his girlfriend Emma's boss so you get to see her workplace which you didn't get to see in the first season uh the mother is played by lena olin from alias um and then some of the other people playing themselves uh are jason Priestley, amy poehler aubrey plaza paul simon and jack black i i just really enjoyed the show and i'm i'm sad that uh they pulled it without even letting people watch the entire season but now you can watch it on dvd all right and how about you carl what's your recommendation this week Um, My recommendation is the show Review um, that was on Comedy Central, and I was so excited to hear that it's coming back for, I think it's a really small third season. I was looking online, it may even be just three or four episode third season, but I've always thought of this kind of as the Breaking Bad of comedy almost. Um, It's about, do you know what it's about at all? Yeah, I've watched that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Andy Daly is the host of a reality TV show where he reviews life experiences that he gets and he has to do them. So it can be like shoplifting or experiencing road rage. Um, it's usually two to three things per episode. My favorite from season one was pancakes, divorce, pancakes, um, where he has to eat this huge stack of pancakes. And um, But it really, <clears throat> it's a comedy, but all these things are taking this emotional and physical toll on the main character, and it's really serialized in terms of um, all the effects it's having on him and everybody around him. So I, I just think it's really funny. It's kind of um, in that school of comedy, like the uncomfortable, like The Office, where you know, you're just watching this guy squirm, and it's hard to watch, but I think it's really good. So, and it goes pretty quick because so they're half hour. So you can, I think both seasons are on Hulu. I looked today. So that would be my recommendation. Yeah, I really enjoyed that show. I love how, 
like the effects of each review. It's not like separate reviews, like it all builds as it goes along. And then after the first season finishes, you're wondering how could they possibly do a second? And then they, uh, they find a way to do a second season. And it's even better than the first. And after that ends, you're like, how are they going to do any more? And I can't wait to see how they, how they handle that third season and how they continue the story. Will you ever check that one out, Jason? Or? Yeah, it's it's on that list of shows that I've heard are good. <laughs> <laughs> At least on the the one side, it's short seasons of short episodes, so it's potentially yep. an easy one to uh, to catch up with. I do like the idea of it that uh, as the se- as a season goes along, that things build up based on previous things that he's reviewed. He still has to live with the consequences of his actions. Uh, as he as he goes forward and continues to review new things, uh, so it does sound really interesting. And a uh, couple of positive reviews for review here, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, that'll that'll do it for the uh, recommendations. Uh, as always, uh, you can find links to uh, all of our recommendations as well as the news stories we talked about. And also where you can find uh, Kyle and Carl and myself uh, online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 318. And that's also where you could drop that comment to tell us why you're enjoy- <laughs> what you think of Winona Earp. <laughs> and if you're a fan, tell us why. And uh, next week, joining Ray and I will be listener Scott uh, at Scotty underscore gun on Twitter. Maybe he's a Winona Earp fan with yeah, that name. We'll find out what shows uh, Scott is watching, and we'll be back to talk some more TV next week. Thank you, Carl and Kyle, for joining me on episode 318. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening.